0: Blue Gold Sports is rich in tradition and excellence. It's about the athletes, the coaches, the games, and the history. And it all rolls into one place. It's the Rolling with the Golds podcast. Your official UW-Eau Claire Blue Golds podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rolling with the Golds. Dan here and Nick. Good morning. Across the board. I don't think I've seen your hair that long before, man. Kind of looking good, like that. it's
1: always under a hat,
0: yeah. That's why I think so. It's always
1: under a hat, or it's kept together with glue, yeah. Yeah, looking
0: grown it out a little bit. I like it yeah, a little bit, nice. a little under the weather today. So, again, don't Dude. get me sick this time. That's
1: like why, why we're across the table from uh, each other. It's, I'm gonna push uh, our guests way away,
0: okay. Well, hey, I got like board meetings coming up, so maybe you know, pass a little so I can miss them, maybe.
1: Well, make up your mind. You want know. I me mean, to get you sick, or you don't.
0: Uh, just got to give you a hard time. What What do we got rolling here in the, in the cup now? What's What's the flavor? Just straight up your usual not coffee. It's not coffee. When Going get, tea. When I get sick, I gotta go tea.
1: Yeah, it, it's just this. Is, this is it's a game changer. Is it, it's like it, the it honey it? citrus mint? I don't know. Is it like a green tea or black tea or? It's a green tea.
0: Green tea. Yeah, yeah. I like green tea. I, like I
1: had it once in college, and it, like, cured my whatever I was going through. Do you so.
0: ever have, like, a remedy whenever you're, like, sick? Like, I had one in college all the time. Like, I would just, like, go to all. Grandma always said pee it out, so I just, like, just drink liquids all the time. And for whatever reason, I wanted chicken strips. Chicken strips. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why. It just always sounded good when I No, was I kind of just weather the storm. Yeah.
1: It, and usually when I get sick, it's, it's when I'm not, like, doing, like, an emergency or getting enough liquids and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll pound my big water bottle three times this today. And yeah. Flush it out, right? I just, we got so much stuff going on this weekend. I get, <laughs> yeah. I can't be sick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hey, before we get to that, should we just uh, quick recap uh, for, from last week uh, oh, a, a little bit? Of course. Because how about, well, I want to start off. With, Where do you want to start? I know. Because I want to start off because it's been a little bit since we talked about them, but how about the dominating performance from swimming and diving? Just. Against whitewater.
1: I mean, they, they not to say they—they they knew it was coming, but they knew it was coming. I ran yeah. into a swimmer on Friday night, done, uh, done at hockey, and was just talking with him. He's like, "Yeah, we're it's it's senior day. That's what we're celebrating, and we're competing against ourselves." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "But you know, whitewater's coming in, right?" And he's like, "We're still competing against ourselves." So,
2: nice.
1: It's it's. The, I mean, the confidence is at all time high for them. It, it was a great great showing. Um, multiple people just continue to get better yeah faster times and it was a nice little nice little touch up before a conference.
0: Absolutely. I mean when we talk about dominion we're talking about like two hundreds to fifty eight, sixty four. I mean it was it was dominating performance.
1: It's, Points wise. It's,
0: it's insane. Yeah. They just well done. Well done. So, Just not
1: fair at that point.
0: Yep, exactly. Uh, Hockey-wise, I know we had uh, going up against, was it uh, women's uh, Stevens Point on, back on the 27th? I know they had another game last night, too, but a uh, couple wins uh, the last couple games here for for women's hockey.
1: Yeah. I mean, they completed the uh, their three-game stretch against Point. Mm-hmm. Um, third consecutive shutout for Alexa Bachman. Yeah. Um, shutout Alexa, Athlete of the Week. Mm-hmm. Um, played. Played hard. I think that was probably the best game that point gave them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, only, only 1-0. They actually got outshot in the first, but they kept things solid in the defensive zone and
2: mm-hmm.
1: kept them off the score sheet. So big, right. big points there, um, especially with River Falls going over to Northland and just pounding them. So, yep. again, two added race to the finish line. We'll mm-hmm. get a little bit of that next week, right. Wednesday. yeah, Because um, they actually were over in Minneapolis last or Tuesday night. We record this Wednesdays last night. Um, big win over Augsburg. We're down one nothing after the uh, after the first, and they just kept crashing that, kept going. Mm-hmm. Um, penalty kill looks great. Phenomenal. I mean, they took five penalties last night, but not a single power play goal from the Augies, mm-hmm. and they they just keep rolling.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And men's uh, hockey then, too? Yeah, men's hockey. A couple, of, I
1: don't want to say, I shouldn't say bad wins. Because a wins, a win's a win. Especially mm-hmm. in the conference when it comes to points. Right. A win is a win. And those three points are very, very important. Mm-hmm. Especially with the fact that Stout beat points on Friday. So we're within two points a point for that top spot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but uh, it, it, was just, it was a gritty game. It, it really was. And I think they kind of played down to their level. And they got into the extracurriculars and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. that's just that's not the way... I shouldn't say that's not the way you play, because it's definitely some team's games. Right. I don't think that's the best version of this team, to be honest with you. Okay. And the way I look at it is I look at the weekend two weeks ago, Hamlin on Friday and Scholastica on Saturday. We played down to Hamlin's level on Friday. We got into all the scrums. We got into all the extracurricular physical stuff, all that jazz, and we ended up losing. Mm -hmm. Where then we came out. We basically told Scholastica, we're going to outskate you. We're going to outpass you. We're going to outshoot you. Try and catch us. And we pounded them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that was a top five team in the nation at that point. So, I think if they just kind of stick to their game, stick to a, stick to their their, their I mean, I'd say stick to their fundamentals, but just keep the game clean and fast. And I think they got a real good shot. I mean, they're looking good. Mm-hmm. They truly are.
0: Right, that's awesome. Uh, elsewhere too. I mean, it's kind of rinse and repeat here, but their season's starting to wrap up, and they got the Don Parker Open uh, coming up this weekend here. But uh, wrestling again with another fantastic. Uh, Showing this past weekend. 300 plus
1: wrestlers for the Don Parker Open, by the way, this weekend. Wow. Yeah, that's what the total came in at yesterday when we checked. Holy moly. So it's going to be a whole afternoon right. in the evening of wrestling.
0: You know, for this team who's been traveling quite a bit uh, across the country lately, you look at the final month, and I was we kind of touched on it uh, in the last one, but you know, you're home, Don Parker. You got Stevens Point. You're home against uh, them too, but then it's the Y Championships, Platteville, then. Uh, the the regionals in points, and then championships lacrosse. So, team, for as much as they travel across the country, they're going to be in the state now here for, for the last leg of it.
1: I'm, can I give, give you a little crap? You sound like a broken record. Because yeah. you said the same thing, or Justice said the same thing on your guys' man cave.
0: Oh, did you listen to that? Yeah, love yeah. the thing. Yeah. Well, but you're, appreciate- you're right, though.
1: Yeah? You're, you're 100% right. Like, mm-hmm. And the fact that it, we do have things so close, so you don't have to you know, deal with that, that travel, that deal with, with those long nights in the car. I mean, I think... Gosh, what did Vader say? It was over, like, 100 hours in the car or something like that. Jeez. It was just... And, now, then to, and then to go off and, and like, do that, I, I know we've we've talked about it almost every podcast. But right. Like, but then to go off and win like that, like, it's insane.
0: And it's that, those trips, would you say, it's those trips and those meets, you do those for these type of meets coming up here, right? To, to get ready for the Wyatt championships, to get ready for the regionals, to get ready for, for, for the nationals. You make those trips that might have been a grind. But that prepares you for for these what's coming up here in the next few weeks.
1: Hundred percent. It's, it's it's all about you know getting your getting your routine set and getting into different gyms and different places and mm-hmm. different environments. Because I guarantee you when you when we go to points or we go to lacrosse, like it's going to be the atmosphere is going to be insane. Mm-hmm. Like Mitchell Hall will be packed mm-hmm. for nationals. So or is it at the lacrosse center?
0: Oh, let me. I think I have. It I gotta imagine it would be at the lacrosse center. It is lacrosse center according to so that's Google's. I mean
1: that's com, an even yeah. bigger venue. Mm-hmm. Like Mitchell Hall in itself is pretty. Like you can fit a lot of people in there. Mm-hmm. Lacrosse center is a whole different.
0: Well, it kind of relates to what uh, Coach uh, was talking to us about last week. The difference in going to nationals, right? Right. The the environment. It's
1: it's that it, it's a hundred percent the environment. It's hundred percent the the prestige of it all. And I think we get a good chance to not only get some individuals but possibly an entire team there.
0: Awesome. That is so cool. Uh, Basketball-wise, so I know they've got uh, games tonight because we are recording this on on Wednesday. Platteville uh, coming up here. Tough weekend this past week against Whitewater, but looking to bounce back, especially the men's team. I mean, last time they played Platteville, they were, you know, it's a ranked team, but they gave them all that they could. So I wouldn't expect anything less for for tonight's game.
1: I think they're right there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know you look at the standings and and people can disagree with me, but they truly are right there. I mean – Ran into a very good whitewater team. Let's not forget, whitewater won the national title last year. Mm-hmm. Like, and they didn't graduate many. Right. So that's they're they're still a very very high caliber team. Platteville again. I think they're ranked eleventh mm-hmm. in the country right now. So they're playing good basketball. But but you're 100 percent right. Is when we, when we played them at our barn, we we played them close. Yeah. And for those basketball n- nuts out there, like if you look back at our record. Playing on the road in Platteville, like we have a decent, decent track record over Bo Ryan Court. Mm-hmm. So, like, don't be surprised if that game is, you know, single digits. Yeah, absolutely. As far as like score margin, score, yeah, not yeah, like, not total score, not like nine six final. <laughs>
0: not back like in the forties when they played started playing basketball or whatever that was, or yeah. like when I hit the basketball court. Ooh, okay, I wasn't gonna say that, but you did. So,
1: I I, I will be very open. My <laughs> basketball skills. Not there.
0: Not there? Not like your golf? It's way better. Okay, good. Uh, indoor track and fields, as we were just mentioned, coach there. Uh, they've got uh, the uh, UW lacrosse coming up uh, this weekend, but uh, was it. Remember, we
1: don't mention that school. That's right. Okay. I'm so, sorry, coach. It was so funny. I'm sorry. So <laughs> so they've competed at the Warren Bulls Open, which is just a multi event mm-hmm. for their heptathletes and their pentathletes. Um, and that
0: was in Menominee, right? Yep, okay. over at Stout. Yep.
1: And one of the and then there was some running events and stuff like that one of the runners actually writes the recaps for me and he like sent it over to me and i was you know browsing it yep. and the last line is what we usually do is we usually obviously preview the next the next event
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it, it i don't have it right in front of me but it says something along the lines of the bulldogs will travel 2 hours south to the southwestern school in the wyack <laughs> for the for a meet on you know saturday i'm like oh my gosh like it is not just chip like, yeah he really like? They really do not like lacrosse. Which I, hey, I, I love for it.
0: it. I, I love the rivalry. Yeah, get a little bit going here. Let's do it. So,
1: um, I will say, shout out Mitch Stegman. I know I kind of name dropped him on the podcast. He actually texted me, and we were going back and forth after it. But national, national athlete of the week. Because he's set the number one. He's currently ranked number one out of all heptathletes in the nation. Okay. Mitch, I, I know I texted you this, you better not be peeking early. <laughs> because this kid has this kid has so much potential and works it's probably one of the hardest working athletes on our campus and deserves so much and I think he is destined to do great things. I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking in the ranks of like Dylan Cooper, Roger Steen, like Ooh. going like getting a crack at like the US yeah. Olympic team. Wow. Now that's just me. Like right.
2: But Chip, that's still yeah. Chip
1: might text me like two days or not and be like, "You don't know what you're talking about, homie. But <laughs> hey,
0: hey, everybody's got. He's a number one in right. the nation D three. Absolutely, it's man. Got to mean
1: something. Absolutely. So shout out him. Um, but like we we swept every every other category. Mm-hmm. The women going one two three, um, on their side they look great. Um, just continue to, to to have such a fast start to the season. You just hope that again it just keeps keeps progressing mm-hmm. on and on and on and they hit the hit the nationals and right you know, kind of reclaim what's theirs. Absolutely.
0: Uh, with our next guest coming up here too, uh, we're going to talk a little gymnastics here and, uh, they were also at stout this past weekend, correct? Yep. Uh, over there, uh, did fall, uh, to, to stout, but now they got lacrosse coming up this weekend. No, too. Hard,
1: hard whack duel. Mm-hmm. I think lacrosse stout would be right in the top four, mm-hmm. um, for, for gymnastics. Um, they just they have they have some rookies that are just coming out and uh, and shining though. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean it wasn't it was two weeks ago that they went over to Gustavus and put up the third highest score in program history. Right, so, like they're on a roll. Um, I believe. I mean, I don't know if we've mentioned it, but head coach Jesse Deziel is our guest this week. Yep. Um, their model this year is fired up, and I think it's it's that, that team really kind of buys into it. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, the one thing I'll say about gymnastics is. I was kind of tossed into it when I first got this job and didn't really know too much about it. Some of the nicest athletes we have on campus, as far as just very grateful, they understand all the work that, that goes in behind the scenes, but at the same time, like, their biggest fans are their teammates, and I, like, truly mean that sincerely. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know, like, basketball benches, they go come up with the the funny celebrations and stuff like that, and, you right. know, you, you always want to say, you know, your teammates are your biggest fans. But like these athletes, like they live and dive with each other, and it's it is something very surreal to see.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome! Looking forward to that conversation here. Uh, right before that, though, you've got a couple of announcements uh, to get to, uh, some big announcements uh, as well. Yeah, just a couple
1: quick little things. I'll kind of start with the the damper one first. Um, fortunately, Mother Nature has blessed us with warm weather yeah. of this spring. So El the- Nino.
0: <laughs> I was researching at El Nino. <laughs> I went down a path, man, <laughs> trying to figure out why we're so warm. I didn't know El Nino, but anyway, you' got
1: to be careful with that you could you could get into some crazy conspiracies, oh yeah, I would could, but yeah. i I have some buddies of mine that are yeah, I can imagine so um <laughs> but um, last one train of thought well, oh, yes, yeah. okay, uh jigs up fortunately, we are going to uh forego the uh fishing. Um, part of it, we're still going to do the raffle. If you bought fish tickets, um, we'll have information out probably today, so yesterday. But it'll be mm-hmm. out on our website um, where you can exchange your fish tickets for raffle tickets. Raffle. We're still going to do the raffle um, out at out in Lake Halley. I forget which venue we're at, but
0: is it Halley or Wasoda? Wasoda. Okay, like it's the Wissota. same thing, right? No,
1: but you like isn't like I'm I'm something. Yeah, you I, are. I played the fifth. <laughs> I probably just upset a lot of people. Whatever. Um, but, uh, but yes. So we'll, we'll still be doing the raffle and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so go to bluegolds. dot com. All the information will be there. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I can either answer them myself or get you somebody who knows you know more mm-hmm. information. It was it was a tough decision. We've kind of been mulling over this for the past three weeks, kind of just hoping to see those temps drop, and they're just mm-hmm. they're not. And we want to make sure that everybody's
0: staying safe, and. right? Especially that's a that's a big event. A lot of people on that ice. You got to be right. careful. Right, and that, the so. thing
1: is, is like we're not the only ones that are canceling. I know there's yep. a couple like back home in Minnesota. Like there's a couple that were supposed to go on even like this weekend, and they mm-hmm. had to cancel and stuff like that. So,
0: well, I mean, you got you know lake Association saying get your shacks off, right? So, you know. so
1: I mean, it still will be a great time. to raffle again, all that stuff. bluewoods.com. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on social media. We'll have some updates. Yep, um, we'll be out. Uh, doing the raffle that night, and I think we're going to do a raffle. We'll start somewhere around 6. We'll do like a pre-party or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just kind of get together and, you yep. know.
0: Still celebrate. Celebrate, yeah. Support yep. for
1: Blue Gold Athletics and UWC Recreation. It's yes. going to be a great time.
0: Absolutely. And then a really cool one. Oh, my
1: gosh. I am probably the most ecstatic person, even though I don't sound like it. <laughs> the Blue Gold app is finally here.
0: There you go. It has
1: dropped as of last night at 11.30 p.m. Nice. Um, in the App Store. So type in Blue Gold Sports. Okay. Um in the Apple Store, Google Play Store,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um it is right there. It is a completely different app than what we've seen in the past. And so for anybody who has the old app, get rid of it. This one it, it the unfortunate thing is it looks very similar, but this one is this one Blue Gold Sports. I we named it that on purpose so it doesn't people don't get confused with the other apps. Right. Download it. You'll get game scores, game recaps, all information, and there's some fun things. I'm not gonna. I'll tease it a little bit, but there's some fun raffles and stuff that we can do. Ooh! Like possibly when Sonotag opens. Ooh! And yeah, we Ooh, got man. we got we got some things in the pipeline that we're gonna we're gonna pump out and utilize. And basically, what it is is it's 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 an avenue for people that don't necessarily want to go straight to our website, mm-hmm. but. You know, if I'm driving to the car and I'm and I'm not able to, you know, watch the women's hockey game while I'm on the road on a Tuesday, well, you're gonna get period updates, nice, every single time. And then as soon as, as soon as the game's done, you have a recap at your tip, at your fingertips, so you can read and, and awesome. read all about the game. So, again, Bluewood Sports, it'll be everywhere on social media. Mm-hmm. I mean. The goal is, is: if you touch anything Blue Gold Athletics within the next two weeks, you're going to know about the app. So
2: that's awesome. Share with
1: friends and family. Get it out there. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, very, very excited. It's been something that's been very long overdue, and we do apologize for that. But for something of this magnitude, what we're what we're going with, we needed to take a long time on it to fine tune everything and, and
0: want to get it right. And yeah, yep. well, exactly. And it's yep. something
1: that I see. This is something that's going to be a staple. And mm-hmm. it's going to be around not just for you know a year or two. It's going to be something that is around forever.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited for that. That's good stuff right there, man. So congratulations, too. Thanks. I know you guys have been working hard on it. So well done. Been doing a lot. Websites, now apps. Look at you getting up to date on everything just, over there.
1: What's my next project? <laughs>
0: Uh, I'll think about that. No. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break, and uh, let's bring in our guest. For sure. Shall we? Yep. All right. So a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be back to talk some more gymnastics burgers stacked with mushrooms on Wisconsin Swiss cheese or piled high with smoked brisket, crispy bacon, Wisconsin gouda, lettuce, tomato, sweet barbecue sauce, and a fried pickle, or simply topped with cheese and fried onions, Monk's Bar and Grill offers classic and gourmet burgers for lunch, dinner, and game day. Whatever you are craving, Monk's has you covered with seven locations statewide. Monk's Bar and Grill is ready for your next game day visit and is a proud partner of Wisconsin Athletics. Better ingredients, better pizza, better brace yourself because Papa John's has done it again. Introducing Papa Bowls. No crust, just a whole bunch of those Papa John's
1: toppings you love. Baked to piping hot perfection. I'm talking crisp veggies, savory meats all covered in melty cheese and those signature sauces. Try flavors like Italian Meats Trio, Chicken Alfredo, and Garden Veggie. Or get creative and
0: build your own. Better ingredients, better pizza, now in a bowl. Papa John's. The season is upon us for Wisconsin's favorite sport. Join Munk's Bar and Grill for football game days while tackling their mouth-watering burgers, golden Wisconsin white cheddar cheese curds, and loaded Bloody Marys. Mux Bar and Grill in Madison, Wisconsin, Dells, Eau Claire, and now Plover. Welcome back to the uh, Rollin' with the Goal. saying we've got our next uh, guest joining us on the podcast. Nick, who are we chatting with? Another coach
1: that just has so many accolades, I think we could fill up an entire hour just talking about her time as an athlete. (laughs) Um, But a little quick preview for for those who who might not know, nine-time All-American with multiple records at the University of Nebraska, two-time Big Ten champion, and the 2015 Nebraska Female Student Athlete of the Year. And then came here to Eau Claire and has completely skyrocketed our gymnastics team into something that I think is... Is is going to be so special? Um, had a national champion next year in the all around. Welcome to the podcast, Jesse Deziel.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, that's quite the resume uh, yeah. when you put that out there. So uh, we got to start with your background back uh, when you were competing. What what? First of all, take you way back, not way back because you're still young. But uh, <laughs> what was it about gymnastics? How did you get into gymnastics at an early age?
3: Yeah, uh, my mom actually put my sister and I both in gymnastics when we were three. Okay. And she just said that we were always on the couch, like flipping around, and she wanted to get us out of the house. So she put us in it at a really young age, and both of us actually stuck with it all the way through college. So
0: Okay. So how, I mean, when you was, you know, high school, I'm assuming you participated, was there a lot of like, uh, you know, clubs where, where you kind of came from and, you know, maybe off-season tournaments or something like that?
3: Yeah, I'm from... Originally from Rogers, Minnesota, so there was actually quite a few gymnastics clubs in the area, um, and my parents, the one that they put us in when we were three is the one that we stayed with the entire time, it's called Twin City Twisters, um... And that's, I mean, that's the club that I grew up at, and mm-hmm. I never did high school gymnastics, so okay. it was kind of club gymnastics is year-round, so mm-hmm. the off-season's in the summer, but it's the time where you kind of learn new skills and upgrade your skills.
0: Right. So take us then to, uh, what was it about Nebraska? Uh, what was it uh, that uh, you said, hey, I want to go over there, go to school there, and, and be, a, be a Cornhusker?
2: Yeah.
3: Um, <laughs> Nebraska, uh, I went on a lot of visits during the recruiting process, and mm-hmm. um, I'm a very big family person, so I kind of knew that I wanted my parents to be able to come to meets and travel and not have to get on a plane every single weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And actually my freshman year was the first year the Nebraska was in the Big Ten. Okay. So it had just changed that year, so we were traveling to Minnesota, Iowa, a lot closer mm-hmm. competition. So, and when I went on a visit, it, it really just felt like home and the coaches um, – were the main reason that i really went there Mm -hmm. and they they sold me on it and um still to this day uh, my nebraska coach actually comes here probably once or twice a year to eau claire just to hang out with the team and get to know them and come to a meet um so all the girls actually on my team know him really well
0: that's awesome to have that connection still Mm -hmm. uh at at the division one level to to come over here too Mm -hmm. so that's really cool yeah uh, so I mean when you think when I think of gymnastics at least I think Olympics too uh mm-hmm. which which is a big part of that and are you still involved with with uh, the Olympics uh, with with gymnastics mm-hmm. uh, over there too can you tell us a little bit about that
3: Yeah so I um do USA gymnastics I'm an athlete rep and I'm also on the selection committee so each month they have camps that they go to that are in Texas okay. um, and obviously when I'm in season I step back a little bit and I miss those but and their, their main season is during the summertime, so it actually works out with my schedule really well. Um, but I actually have been with USA Gymnastics for four years, and the term is four years, so it actually okay. just got renewed for another four years, which was awesome. So this next summer will be a really busy summer with the Olympics and everything coming up. So Right. The role that I play there is actually I, – I love it. Um, it keeps my connections open. Um, I know a couple of our recruits – that are freshmen this year i got from coaches that i know at those camps so okay. just here and there i see them and right when they have an athlete that can't quite go division one they know mm-hmm. a division three coach so it kind of it's honestly really worked out well with the connections there mm-hmm. too
0: so do you get to go to paris then for for that are you going to be going no, over there or no i don't <laughs> get to
3: travel there i wish yeah <laughs> i'll be watching from afar
0: absolutely so but you also was it uh, was it correct me for the pan america games that mm-hmm. you, you participated in was yep. that uh early 2000 teens i call it so over...
3: 2011
0: yep okay and you won a gold medal correct can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that what what events you you participated in yeah
3: and such? um so actually when i was training i had never really trained elite when i was a club gymnast just really liked gymnastics and was in the gym all the time um and i had won nationals two years in a row as a junior and senior in high school so USA Gymnastics actually reached out to me and asked if I would try for the Pan-American Games. Um, And I was like, I guess, why not? (laughs) Worth a shot. So I actually trained with my club gym all summer, and I was going to defer before I went to Nebraska because it was right before my freshman year. And then the day before school started at Nebraska, I was like, all right, I'll just go. They said they'll train me. So I ended up going to Nebraska, and I think I went to, like, four camps leading up to it. And then I made the team in October – Um, and we, my Nebraska coach came with me and traveled with me there, um, and the team was actually a very strong team, and I competed everything but bars. Bars was the one event where the settings change a little bit, so the bars, like, they're a lot closer, so I would have had to relearn everything or hit my feet on the bar all the time, so I didn't even try to change it, um, but I competed beam, floor, and vault, um, and to get, like, a medal at the in any sort of USA Gymnastics competition, you have to have two different vaults. Well, I had only known my one vault forever, so I, and I didn't have enough time to learn another one. But I had the highest vault score in the competition. I didn't get a medal for it because I didn't have a second one. Okay. Um. But our team was the one that won the gold medal, and it was a really cool experience. It's like a mini Olympics where you get to stay in a village with all the other athletes and eat where... All the other athletes from different countries get to eat, so it was a really cool experience.
0: Absolutely, a very uh, experience not a lot of people can go through either, right? Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's awesome. Uh, then you, I mean, you, you as Nick kind of mentioned too, or you mentioned uh, athletes of the year to Nebraska over there too. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was it like to, to compete at that collegiate stage at such a high level and? Know that you were one of the better ones, one of the best ones to, to do that.
3: Yeah, were um, you signing
0: autographs as you walked around campus?
3: <laughs> not, not all the time, but I mean, a lot. I of I love our that athletes... subtle not all the time, right there. <laughs> uh, Nebraska was a great experience. Um, I went. I one of the reasons why I chose Nebraska is because I wanted to compete and I knew I could compete all the events there, mm-hmm. um, which is why I went there. But I, I mean, when I look back, I think I just. I just love the sport of gymnastics, so I just gave it my all every day. And mm-hmm. um, our team, actually, back then, was we were always in the top ten every year, and it was super fun. It was, like, we were made up of a lot of Midwest girls, so it was, like, just really fun, really hardworking people all the time. Um, and then at the end, I, I mean, I never had set out to be female student-athlete of the year. I probably honestly didn't even know it was an award when I was there, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just kind of came about and I guess looking back it I didn't it's not something that I tried to do. It was just kind of how it fell and how it came into play and mm-hmm. just give it your all in school and practice every day is what I did.
0: Right.
1: Kind of go, go back a little bit with like the US gymnastics and stuff like that. Um I know you, like I've I've met Dan, Dan Dan Kandagil, former coach. He comes like you said comes to me all the time. Stuff like that. Um but your connections within USA Gymnastics, I mean, obviously, unfortunately, you're not going to Paris, but, like, you know some pretty, like, pretty, like, high-profile gymnasts out there, like, what was that, a video I saw last year, uh, FaceTime with Sean Spencer? Or Sean Johnson?
2: Yep.
3: Yeah, so actually, she was on the Pan Am team with me. Um, and it's so weird, I don't even know really how we became so close as friends, but... She, that was after her Olympics, and then she was trying to come back, and she made the Pan Am team. So we spent a lot of time together, and then it was so crazy. After after that, like three months later, I got like a Facebook message from Sean, and I was like, Dad, can you read this? Is this real or is this somebody like <laughs> fake that created an account? And he's like, no, I think that's real. And she was asking if I wanted to go, like one of her high school friends went to the Naval Academy, and they were receiving their, like, it was their ring ceremony, and one of his friends needed a date. So she asked me, and I was like, yeah, I'll go with you. So I, like, went to Des Moines because that's where she lived, and we flew out there, and we spent, like, a week out there, and it was super fun. Another experience I never thought I'd be a part of. But, and then ever since then, we've been really close friends. Um, I was in her wedding. Um, I see her, like, every now and then. Now she has three kids, so it's a little mm-hmm. bit harder, but... Um, just really close with her, and I guess it just kind of started from training together. She was like, when I would go to camps, I would never know what to do because I didn't do bars, and I didn't want to get yelled at for not sitting, for sitting around and, like, not doing anything. And she would always be like, just go over there and do this or go over there and do that. So she, like, was the one that really helped me when I was at camps. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how that relationship has started, and then just seeing them at competitions, and a lot of them are – um, like, announcers now or, like, mm-hmm. analysts for ESPN and stuff. So when you see them, like, they they know who you are. They'll come and say hi um, and just kind of being around for a while in that kind of atmosphere. Well,
1: and I got to imagine that's going to be pretty cool for the athletes, too, um, as far as I'm sure, like, Sean was an idol of, of many. I, I remember when we were going through the hiring process and we hired you and we had name-dropped you to some of the athletes. Um, gosh, I can't remember who it was. Maybe you know. One of our athletes, I think she's graduated now, actually did a book report on you when she was in high school. Really? <laughs> Which is, like, right. Like, that's so cool. That's such, <laughs> yeah. that had to be <laughs> such a, do you know who I'm?
3: It was Molly. It was
1: Molly. That's right. right. Molly Rahala. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah. And she was a Minnesota gymnast. And I mean, now there's been a lot of, a lot more Minnesota athletes, especially gymnasts that have like gone the elite world, but. Back then, I was really, like, the first one that had ever tried it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was successful in it. I just didn't do it for a long time. But, I mean, the gym that I came from now has another athlete that was on the past Olympic team. SUNY, obviously, was an Olympian. So there's just a lot more in Minnesota. But back then, I was, like, the only one that had ever tried. So Minnesota athletes knew who I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: When you hear something like that, though, too, does that does that still, like – I don't know, like if that that were me, I'm like, is that real? Like, you know, does that kind of hit you? Like, man, somebody did a book report on me. That's yeah. That's when kinda... she
3: told me that, I was like, "There's no way you did a book report on me." And she's like, "Yeah, Jesse, I did. You want?" And she showed it to me, and I read it and stuff, and I was like, "This is crazy." Yeah. But yeah,
0: that's got to be so almost surreal or something like that to, to to hear that. That's so cool. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> uh you know, going back to, uh, I guess, you know, kind of was there a goal? of yours to compete at the Olympics? Did you ever have that goal or was, you know, kind of listen to you are like, you know, when you described it, you're kind of like, like, yeah, I'll go try, you know, Pan America games or something like that. Yeah. Did it ever creep in? Like, I want to compete at the Olympics as a goal.
3: Um, I think like, I get this question quite a bit. And looking back, I think I was so young and just so like, it wasn't, I was just doing what I was told every day. Um, and looking back, like, now the club that I came from has is very well known
2: mm-hmm.
3: elite club, um, and they weren't back then. Like my coaches knew nothing about it, and I was kind of the guinea pig. Um, but looking back, sometimes I wish I would have gone the elite path and tried for it instead of just staying a level ten. Um, but then also, you know, with the elite world. Forty hours of training comes a lot of injuries, comes a lot of just stuff. And if I would have done it, who knows if I would have loved the sport of gymnastics as much as I mm-hmm. do now. Um, so I kind of go back and forth. But I mean, as a little kid, I was always like, "Yeah, the Olympics, yeah, the Olympics." And then kind of when you get older and you, it's more of a reality. You're like, "Dang, mm-hmm. that's really hard, and only five people make it every four years." So
0: right, can you give us a little behind, like maybe when you were younger, or for for those younger athletes, like the dedication you know the practice time i mean you know we hear the stories when the olympics are on you know we hear like how much time they're in the gym or Mm -hmm. or working out or or getting better i mean it sounds like it if if you want to be at the top or towards the top it takes a lot of dedication to to do that
3: yes um i mean i i know when i was a level 10 i trained 20 hours a week and then i would always go extra on saturdays because i just there was like a group of five of us i would always go Mm -hmm. um but the girls that do train for the Olympics, they do. They pre- they train like two two days, two times a day, and it's like four hours each time. And they're in the gym like eight hours. And Man. it's it does take a lot of dedication, but for mm-hmm. them, it it pays off in big ways for either the rest of their life, just like what they've accomplished and how how many more opportunities pop up for them mm-hmm. along the road. And now, so many elite gymnasts go and do college gymnastics and. With the NIL stuff, so many of them like are more known for that stuff because they're more well-known gymnasts because they did mm-hmm. compete internationally.
0: Right, you know, with with uh, with with that too, you know, something that uh, I was I was thinking about, you know, with with all that dedication and and time and, and putting the effort in. I've asked this for a couple different coaches, and I love getting the the different responses. and Chips was awesome last week. Are you a believer in burnout? Do you, do you, do you think there's uh, a, an element to burnout because that's a lot of time put into it? Do you, do you, do you think there is a thing called uh, a thing about burnout because some people don't think there is? Do yes, you think there is? Yeah.
3: I do. Yeah? I do. And um I think it all depends on coaches honestly and um making sure that they keep it fun for their athletes. Gymnastics is such a repetitive sport. Like when you yeah. have to go and compete on a 4-inch beam, you can't just do very minimal routines like you got to put in the numbers um but coaches there's there's definitely ways to do it where you can make it more fun or you know you stay up for three weeks and then you have a down week and then you come mm-hmm. back up um or you work basics um there's just a lot of things that you can do to kind of take a step back before you push again mm-hmm. um and always learning new skills is always really fun at, at least for gymna for gymnasts because they do the same routine. Like, when I was in school, I did the same routine for four years when I was at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And it does it does get really boring, but in the summertime, when you can play and try new things, like, kind of takes takes a little bit, like, your mind off of, oh, my gosh, I'm doing the same thing every single day. And mm-hmm. you can actually take a step back and learn new skills, so... I think it's a lot of it's up to the coaches and managing and making sure it's fun or playing games or whatever it might be mm-hmm. and still getting the work in.
0: Right. Now as a former player and and now coach too, you know, cuz when I think when you look at gymnastics and there's other sports like this too, but you know, when you're competing for a medal, there's a lot of individual performances, right? But yet you're still a team. Was mm-hmm. that kind of a battle in in kind of hearing your stories and how close you were with some of your teammates? Was it a little bit of an internal struggle like Gosh, I really like her, but I'm still competing against her too. Is it, you know, difficult to cheer for them at times because you want to be the one that that's at the podium, you know, with that medal? Or was that that something that never really crossed your mind? At Honestly,
3: that point? it was something that never really crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Um I just knew that if I did my best, it would be the best for the team and everyone would be more successful. Um but yeah, I don't know. I was I call myself naive all the time when I was a college athlete because half of the time I didn't know what I – like I an All-American my freshman year, I was like, oh, cool, what's that? Like you don't really realize it until it's over and mm-hmm. then you look back and you're like, oh, I was this. But I don't know. I feel like I was just so always in the moment that I didn't realize what I was ever achieving and the routines that I was doing, I was always doing them for my team mm-hmm. only because – Team success was a lot more enjoyable to me than just my individual successes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and that's that kind of leads right into what I said in the opening about I I have to give you credit, and I'll give the sport credit as well. Like like we we were talking before you got in here. Like I think gymnastics when you when you think about your teammates being your biggest fans, it's kind of a given with sports. I think gymnastics takes it to a whole nother level, though in a sense of, like, not only are you, you know, obviously you're competing against your teammates in the event, but at the same time, like, if for whatever reason you have an off day or something like that, those, you, I mean, those athletes are doing everything in their power to make sure that their teammate is on their, is is ready to go, is juiced up, has that excitement, and then you celebrate, you know, celebrate every victory that comes with that.
3: Yeah, and, and I mean, in college... Six, like you're fighting for a lineup spot every single week Mm -hmm. to try to make that and to try to be able to compete for your team. Um, And gymnastics, there's six people that make a lineup and five scores count. So, like, one person is allowed to have a little mistake here and there and then the rest of the five, like, you got to trust your teammates to do their job and know that you're also allowed to make mistakes. You're human and they're going to happen. But I think just, like, doing it, For more than just yourself, and doing it for your teammates. Like if somebody fell, I'd be like, "All right, well, she had an off day. Like she trains hard every day. I'm gonna go in and do, like, make this routine for her because we don't deserve to count a fall just because she had an off day. Mm -hmm. So, doing it for your teammates instead of yourself, I think is a was a big Mm -hmm. reason why I never really thought of the individual awards.
0: Right. So, at what point did you know that you wanted to be a coach?
3: Um. I would say probably my junior year uh, at when I was at Nebraska I hi so um it was <laughs> weird weird funny story but I was riding a like an ellip- a bike mm-hmm. a stationary bike after a floor routine, and my foot got stuck in the um it was like a fan bike my foot got stuck in it and it like ripped off the skin on my bottom I'm a big toe, so I wasn't able to compete my first. Like, it was the only meet I never got to compete in, and it was the first meet my junior year. So I had to sit out and, like, watch, and it was the most boring thing ever. I hated it. (laughs) I hated not being able to do it, but it was also, like, really eye-opening. Like, this is fun, like, to be able to, like, help them all week long and then, like, watch them do what they love to do on the Mm -hmm. weekend at a competition. So that's kind of when I figured out, like, yeah, I really do want to be a coach, um, and where I was at Nebraska, they had a club in the evening, so I did that my senior year, and it was like little kids, and it was so fun. Um, and I love that. I didn't. I'm um, maybe like two nights a week or something, but that's kind of where I started.
0: All right, and then what was that process like? You know, was it just Googling? You know, searching for for job openings or what kind of what drew you to the Eau Claire opening?
3: Yeah. Um. So I did my fifth year at Nebraska, and I coached. And I, then I actually coached the club, and I was, like, level three coach. So I'd go to meets and stuff with them. Um, and then after that, I graduated, and I moved back home. And then I, was, I did an internship in, like, it was, like, sports performance. Um, and I didn't hate it, but I also didn't love it as much as I love gymnastics. So after mm-hmm. that, like, three months, I was like, man, I really want to, like, still pursue gymnastics. So, yeah, I just started applying for some college jobs and I ended up at Ball State and I was there for two seasons as an assistant coach Okay. Um, and then I got an opportunity at Illinois as an assistant coach there and I was only there for a season and then I moved back home again for, during COVID um, and then um, I was ta- kind of taking care of my grandparents a little bit during COVID and then It's like okay, I gotta get out of my parents' house. (laughs) Like I gotta move on. So I um, started looking for jobs again, and I knew I didn't want to go far away from home again. Um, Mm -hmm. And Eau Claire came up, and my sister was actually a gymnast at Stout, so she kind of—I mean, she knows the Division Three world—and she's like, Mm -hmm. "Yeah, Eau Claire, like it's a really cool city. All of the all." She was telling me all about it, so I was like, "All right, I'll give it a try." So, and then I applied, and I came here on an interview, and.
0: Rest is history, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. What would you say, you know, now that you, you've been in this for, for a couple of years, I mean, Nick, would you agree like I mean building the program right now that she's done for for the last three years kind of it, it continues to get better and better
1: right well, now? I would say hundred percent. I mean, I think in your first two years you've hit top ten marks for team scores. I think that, that itself is huge, especially for a first year head coach we've been very fortunate with the first year head coaches we've had in the past 5 years taking programs either brand new i.e. men's soccer women's lacrosse right. or coming into an already established program and just keep raising that bar and i think it, there's 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 a level of patience we have, we have to have right in a sense of it, we when at least from the back end side of things from an administrative side, we know we always we don't always know it's it's gonna you know happen like that, right. right? Like in some cases, people are gonna catch lightning in the bottle and have success right away, which is which is awesome, and we celebrate that. But it, we we realize that it's a process. We give you give new coaches you know their time to bring in the the athletes that they want, bring in the recruits, establish the culture. I think that's a big thing, and one of the things that I kind of want to ask you is fire it up. Where does that kind of come from? Why is that kind of the model this year, and how is that kind of utilized for this 2024 season?
3: Yeah. Um, so the girls, actually, there's three of them that are kind of – we don't really do captains, but they're kind of the liaison between the coaches and the girls. Um, and they are the ones that I was like, all right, we, we have to think of a theme this year. Like, think about it. What do we want to do? And they came back with Fired Up. Um And they kind of sat down and explained it to everybody and explained it to the team. And they made a little poster with like a flame and everyone signed it. Um, And it was just kind of, it was kind of a message to continue to have fun during this year. And let's just like, let's have fun and let's do the best we can and continue to like fire it up and cheer loud for our teammates. And um, the message that they had when they explained it was really awesome. And it always means more when it comes from the athletes than when it's like, okay guys, I thought of this motto. This is what it's going to be. It's harder for them to buy in. But when it comes from their teammates, like everyone bought into it right away, Mm -hmm. which wasn't really how it was the previous two years. So to see that it was really cool. And then obviously the coaches bought into it too, right away. And we've kind of built off of it. um, And we, Like now in the gym, we have a poster for each week, and they get a sticker, and they get to put – it's like a little flame sticker, and they get to put it on the board the week leading up to the competition to see how many stickers we can get before this competition, and then we start fresh the next week. So it's kind of like we've all really bought into it, um, but it came from the athletes this year.
1: Well, and I'll just – when we're speaking of culture, I will say one of these things, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but – not only do I think gymnastics, you, you know, with the whole teammates, is the best thing. Some of the most respectful athletes on this campus too. Multiple athletes reached out, which usually doesn't happen. They reached out to a lot of us in our ad um, in our admin team after that first home meet and thanked us for our hard work. And not not saying that everybody needs to do that, but just that level of respect that they have, mm-hmm. and them knowing that there's a lot more to a meet than them just competing. Was was very nice to see, but it was also, I mean, those are the type of athletes that we're looking for, and they're going to go on and and carry that respect with them out into the real world, while you know, representing UW-Eau Claire, but also Bluegill Gymnastics. So, hats off to you!
3: Thank you for
1: creating that culture. And again, I don't know if that was something that was premeditated or if it's just you know the the, the people you have around
0: organically, which, you know, right? Okay,
1: yep. Which again goes back to what chip said last week it's not the place you are it's it's the people that make it and Mm -hmm. that's i I truly think that's that's what makes this team so fun so so much of a joy to work with Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: absolutely uh so how much as a coach now because you were talking a little bit about you know you visited a lot when you were an athlete you know going and visiting different schools do you use any of that experience when you go on recruiting trips now been you know when you were going on recruiting trips yourself because you're you're going everywhere Right, I mean, you got you got Harriet from
1: Saskatchewan. You got a you know, kid from Idaho. Not just you know, I know you, you'd mentioned Nebraska was kind of a Midwest squad, but like you're kind of spread out all over the U.S. and, and North America.
3: Yeah, um, I would for the most part when we recruit, we try our best, and we do a lot of videos. Um, but we'll do our best to like watch videos, reach out, and not necessarily go and visit them, but have them come to campus so that they can meet the team and see the campus and really decide if they can see themselves at Eau Claire and on the gymnastics team and if it's something that they Mm -hmm. want to pursue. Um, So we do a lot of recruiting from everywhere, and it's mainly by video. Mm -hmm. Um, We will go to, like, competitions in Minnesota or Wisconsin that are a little bit closer. Um, But actually, next year we have three girls from Minnesota – and they're a girl from Illinois, a girl from Nebraska. They're all a little bit closer, um, but yeah, we have. They're so spread out, and it's also really nice um, if you do have people that aren't from around. It's nice to have more than just one because they can't just go home on the weekends, and right. they don't get lonely. And they they're all kind of in the same situation, um, so it prevents a little bit of that homesickness and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's it. you mentioned the the video part of it. And, you know, when you're looking at an athlete uh, to, to recruit, I mean, what are some of the things you're looking for? You know, because when we talk, like, with basketball or football, you know, basketball, they're going to AAU camps or, or tournaments or something like that. And, you know, when you're watching film, I mean, are you looking at routines? Are you looking, you know, at, at consist- what What is it that you're looking for, for, for in an athlete when you're trying to recruit them?
3: Yeah. The main thing is skills. Um, so. Every routine starts at a, like, at the start value is a 9-4, and then you have to have certain skills, you got, and you have to have six tenths of bonus to get it up to a ten zero start value. And bars is usually the hardest because it just requires so much strength. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say skill is what we look for. And then, like, whenever I talk to recruits, I always tell them, if you don't want to work hard and be a part of a team, and if you don't love gymnastics and it's more like a job to you, then you're not a good fit for our program um, because I truly believe, like, we have one of the hardest working teams out there and they don't complain like they don't complain about anything and if they do they don't do it in front of me cuz they know better mm-hmm. um but and they they just, they just make funny tiktoks hard. about it yeah they do make funny tiktoks <laughs> about it but they work extremely hard um and i always make sure to tell our recruits that because i don't want and i tell them i would rather have somebody that's going to work really really hard than the most talented kid mm-hmm. um and that's kind of that's where that's how we've gotten to where we've gotten. Um it's not because we have the most talented kids or the most talented recruits. It's because they work really hard in the gym every day and not only in the gym but like in school. They volunteer for a lot to helping out with like other sports and just well-rounded people. Mm-hmm. Um but they truly love the sport of gymnastics too, which also makes them want to get better each summer.
0: Before we get to Lightning Round, I This might be a really stupid question, but like Never. Uh, <laughs> I remember having to do gymnastics and like gym class and all that and <laughs> beams and all that and some of the stuff i see like i would never have the courage to even try some of that was there a specific thing event or or something where maybe it was a little bit more of a mental hurdle for you to to kind of clear over like because some of your jumps and some of that I'm like no way i am not even going to think about trying something like that did you ever go through that where there was one maybe that was just a little bit of a mental hurdle that you had to clear
3: uh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's usually like learning and like the, like release move on bars where you let go and you have to like catch the bar again. Mm-hmm. I know that was the scariest part for me and I would, I probably landed on top of the bar and like flipped off more times oh, at the geez. beginning <laughs> than I actually Ow. like yeah. hit my hands. Yeah.
2: But, um, Is there video of <laughs> that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and they still deal with mental, like my girls, some of them are way more mental than other ones, but they still deal with mental blocks mm-hmm. all the time. Um. And it's crazy because you got to get to know each one of them and how to work through it with them. Right. So it's it's I mean it's a scary sport, especially when you realize like, oh my gosh, this could happen. Or yeah. you know that girl crashed and like I saw it on video and this is what happened to her. So it's it does get scary, but um, mm-hmm. for the most part, when they get to college, they have the skills that they have and mm-hmm. they're safe and they've already gone through the learning phases.
0: Is a lot of it like muscle memory too? Just yes. kind of re- yeah. repetitive that mm-hmm. way. Very much. Gotcha. All right, You ready to do some uh, lightning round?
3: Uh, yeah, sure. And,
0: and some fast paced questions here. Easy, I think. Sometimes maybe. <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> uh, favorite food? Fruit. What kind of fruit? That's very well, okay. Generic. I like every kind of fruit,
3: but like um, watermelon in the summer is my favorite. Okay,
0: there you go. Uh, uh, since you said fruit, I'll beat them to it. Pineapple on a pizza? That seems like to be a question every no. time. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Where is this coming from? She said fruit, and for how many times that gets brought up on this, about pineapple on pizza. That so. should just be
1: your first question for these <laughs> lightning rounds yeah. now. Pineapple on right pizza. Right off the gate.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, we got to know. All right. I like it. Uh, favorite movie?
3: Um, this is lightning, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what, white Chicks? Have you ever seen it? <laughs> I have.
0: <laughs> I have. I have. <laughs> Wayans Brothers uh fans, Damon Wayans. Yeah. Right. Yeah, nice. Uh are you binge watching anything when you have downtime? Like or what are you streaming right now? Like on Netflix or Hulu or
3: Fire Country.
0: Oh, good one. Uh huh. It's Solid. really good if you haven't seen yep. it. Yep. Another that,
3: season's about to come out. I in February. saw
0: it, yep. I saw the promo during the football game, so yep. I was pumped up. Yeah. Have you seen that one yet? I have not, no. Really check good. it out. It is good. Uh favorite book?
3: Atomic Habit.
0: Ooh, I've wanted to read that one.
3: It's really good.
0: Is it? Okay.
3: A lot of good reminders. I and it's check that also one out. an audible, like you can listen okay. to it too.
0: Perfect. Uh, biggest influence in your life?
3: Um, probably my Nebraska coach Dan.
0: Mhm. Did you have a favorite athlete when you were younger?
3: Sean Johnson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, have you met Simone Biles? I got to ask cuz she's like a packer.
3: Yeah, I right know. Now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have I you? have met. She's at every camp. When I go to camp, Are she's okay. now there because she's training again.
1: Okay. Would you say she's your most famous person in your phone contacts?
3: Yes. Ooh, by far. Great
0: question. I love that. <laughs> que- that's a great question. Uh, can we get her on as a guest for ratio show? FaceTime her right now. Well, then that's the fa- follow-up question. Would yeah, sure. she answer if, she, if you called right now?
3: I don't know. She does answer my text messages. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer sometimes than others, but...
0: Okay, I'll give you my number so I can use you as like a guest booker Jeez.
3: as a guest booker
0: or something like that. Just saying. Uh, I need some sources sometimes, you know. Um, uh, who do you think is the best gymnast of all time? Want to um, put you on the spot now.
3: Mary Lou Retton was very good back mm-hmm. in back yep. in the day. Yeah. Good person too.
0: Yeah. Who was it that you grew up watching? Was there a certain one that you certain uh, athletes or you grew up watching that you remember?
3: Um Carly Patterson was like the first Olympic that I remember watching okay. and then in oh eight it was like Sean and Nastia and that Olympic group was like the one that I gotcha. remember the most.
0: Now I'm gonna I completely forgot her name, but since you brought it up I gotta ask. Do you have the girl that went with a smirk? What's her name?
3: Oh Michaela Maroni. You
0: have her number too? I don't. Okay. <laughs> just going through her We're phone contacts now. <laughs> yep. You set it up. That's just I just I could picture the smirk, and I couldn't yeah. remember her name over yep. there. So, uh, moving on. Okay. <laughs> How about what type of music do you listen to?
3: I listen to a lot of country music.
0: Okay. Well, you're in a perfect area then. Yeah. all of our festival. Do you have a favorite artist at all, or?
3: Um. M- m- Morgan Wallen and Kelsey Ballerini are my favorites. Okay,
0: yeah, they're the top ones right now. It seems like so. Is there a certain type of music that uh, your team listens to before meets or anything? Or
3: um, a little bit of everything. Each day is a little bit different. I would say.
0: Is somebody in charge of the music? Or yes. Okay.
3: One of our sophomores always plays the music.
0: Gotcha. That seems to be a theme with a lot of these teams we're talking about.
1: Have you ever had an athlete lose responsibilities of being the DJ?
3: Um, I, last year there was, um, some not good words and during a song at a meet and I plugged Mm -hmm. my phone in and it put like a wedding playlist on. I had a really fun time, but (laughs) they haven't, but they know they can't have like swear words or anything in the music. So they do, they make their playlists like pre-made playlists.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite sport outside of gymnastics?
3: Um, volleyball and football.
0: Football. Favorite team?
3: Uh, the Vikings. Up top. I I know. But I did cheer for the Packers at the end here.
0: Did you? I did. Okay. Did you cheer for the Lions last week too?
3: Uh I didn't have a team that I was cheering okay, for, good. but I watched it.
0: Okay. Uh <laughs> favorite hobby, maybe just to kind of get away from stuff or kind of re energize, what do you do for for uh your downtime?
3: Yeah, during the summer my parents have a cabin up in Minnesota that we that I go to a lot. Um and I like to work out, so, mm-hmm. like, during the summertime at least, like, being outside or going on runs and stuff, mm-hmm. wintertime is a little bit harder, but...
0: What do you think is maybe the narrative about gymnastics that people have, but it's not true at all?
3: Um, I feel like a lot of people always ask, are you going to go to the Olympics? Are you going to go to the Olympics? Especially when you're, like, mm, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... Sometimes I think people don't understand how hard it actually is and how few people, one, try and then make that team.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Did you have any more to, to run in here? No, I'm good. Are you sure? My uh, Favorite event? Ooh, yeah.
3: Mm. My favorite event as an athlete was Vault, and that was the one I was the best at. Um, But it was also Beam. That was my favorite event to train because you could train it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, my favorite event to coach is probably bars
0: and was that the one that you were talking a little bit earlier when you were at the Pan Am games was yeah. was the one you didn't yep. try to do? Yep. okay, interesting how that you didn't do that and now that's your favorite one to coach, yeah. That is interesting that's really cool i think it was
3: because it's the worst event by like four points when i first got here so i was like oh man i gotta get to work over there and (laughs) get that up a lot that's
0: awesome well coach jesse we appreciate you stopping by and uh getting to know you a little bit more i'll hand you myself so i can get some No, i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but keep up the amazing work with with the program uh we've been talking about your program a lot on these episodes and and what you're you're doing over there so Uh, Big thanks for stopping by and uh, allowing us to get to know you a little bit more.
1: And you all are home next week, correct?
3: February 9th.
0: Yep. February 9th. Yep. 6 o'clock? P.M. 6 p.m., McPhee Center.
2: Perfect. Get on over there and watch them. Support them. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Coach.